Ready, Nick? Let's do it. All right, everybody, talk about it outdoors live in the Wilson studio. Me and my old pard flying free. He's trying to cut my hair off. We got a great one for you lined up tonight. Colton Wilbur from the Full Draw Assassins. The prettiest assassins, what they call him. We've had the half draw and we've had old diesel on. It's time to get one of the other legs on and talk about it. Y'all pull up a chair and set up off. Nick O'Diesel's been sending me all kind of uh, little things to ask Colton tonight when he came on with us. It's been a lot of fun through the through the last year to get to know the guys, and you know it's uh, it was awful exciting for us to get to see them expanding their team. And I tell you what, bring on a flat hammer like this gentleman we've got to come on with us tonight. So, yeah, Diesel uh, he reached out to us and set this up, and um, it's, I'm I'm excited now. We we have one left to go of the assassins. Yeah, yeah, we'll have to get uh is it Tanner? Is that his name? No, it's Tyler. It's Tyler. It's Tyler. I forgot. Oh, that's great. Well, as 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 flamboyant as he is and excitable as he is, I'm sure he listens to that. He's gonna love to hear that. He said oh, yeah. he got my name yeah. wrong again. So we'll have to get him on closer to deer season though, I guess. Yeah, I, yeah. I He's not a turkey hunter. Is he? Yeah, yeah, he is. I don't know. Maybe know. maybe he's not like me. Maybe there's there's only a few of me that don't really like turkey hunting. No, oh, he likes it. <laughs> well, uh, you know, it's it's been a lot of fun, like I said, to get to know the full draw guys. They've they've really spawned a a passion and an interest that we've taken as friends with them because of not just what they put out there on social media, but a true friendship. You know, we you, you can call Derek and talk to him at any time. Kyle came down and visited with us at the GON Outdoor Blast. And and I'm sure Colton and and Tyler both have the same passion that Derek and Kyle share, or they would never have brought them on with them. I got to stop your thought real quick. Derek said he may make a present down here at the Gon Outdoor Blast. Well, we'll Did he tell it. you that? No, he didn't. Yeah, he said he may come down. He no. said he can't come to the World Deer Expo. Well, I hope he does because it would be good to finally meet him face to face. You know, we met Kyle uh, uh, face to chest because he's so short. So <laughs> <laughs> he stood in there with us. But no, we we think a lot of you guys, and, and I, I couldn't have I couldn't have handpicked a better crew for someone to join up with. And I'm sure you feel the same way. So oh, I do, I do for sure. So. Yeah. uh what's the deal you know what right out of the gate i mean you you got to give us the the backstory on you because we know about the the pa and the uh indiana boy we gotta we gotta hear about the ohio uh, and and where you uh where you grew up where you got started in and you know just tell everyone a little bit about yourself colton all right so my name's colton wilbur like they said um i grew up in a small town of rock creek it's northeast ohio um I've been hunting ever since my old man got me into it, about five, six years old. When I was old enough to shoot, I think, is when I was old enough to kill something. So that's when he got me out there. And it's been a blessing, you know, to have him because if it wasn't for him, I don't think I'd be in the outdoors like I am. And it's just been something that's been in the family forever. I never knew nothing but hunting, you know, the outdoors. And uh, very blessed to have it. And the guys that I have around me every day, it's awesome. It really is. Now, you played college basketball? Baseball. Baseball. Okay, all right, all right. See, I got that wrong. I, I thought you were pretty tall, so that's why I thought basketball. And yeah. So you played college baseball, and I'm sure baseball took up a lot of your time growing up and, and played yeah. into it. Once you spawned out of baseball, is that really when you got a fire lit under you to start getting into the outdoors more? Uh, yeah, actually it, it happened my freshman year of college. I played baseball in, uh, Rowan state down in Tennessee and, uh, it was small community college. And that was my first year that baseball was a main thing. It was a full-time job that in school and I didn't get to hunt. And when I was home, yeah, high school and whatnot, you get time to go out with your buddies on the weekends and hunt and stuff. But for nine, 10 months of me being down there, I couldn't be in the woods. And that was, that's when it clicked in my head. Okay. I need to make a change. I need to hang up the cleats and pick up the bow more because it was, it was killing me not being out in the woods when I had buddies at home still 
still going out and getting it done in November or come springtime turkey season, it was uh, it was killing me not to be out there. So that's when my turning point happened for the majority of it. Well, now I know, Nick, we're right here on top of, of turkey season, and it's already underway, and birds is hitting the ground all over the place. But before we get into it, before I let you take Hang over all the turkey hunt, talk. I got one more question for him up front. Okay. Before you get into deer hunting. I just got I, one question about deer hunting and then I'll let it go. Let me let me let me stay on the topic we were on about him growing up. Okay. Um being from Ohio, upstate Ohio, did you guys have like a did you guys have like property that you leased that you went to every weekend and camped? How was that growing up as a kid? Um, and that's I'm glad you asked that question because me and Derek talked about it a lot. And me and Tyler grew up with a family that had a lot of property. Um my old man had a good chunk of property as I was growing up from the time I was little till I learned to hunt and I hunted the same block of woods till today. And Tyler's the same way. He has his, his dad's a big farmer around the Jefferson area where Tyler is. And we've getting property was very easy without having to pay anything. But now the properties that I used to be able to hunt back in the day from bailing hay with the farmers or whatnot, to get permission to hunt. Now they're getting leased up and stuff by out of staters and they're starting to kind of push away us. They don't need the help on the farms no more and whatnot. So they're just looking at the the dollar signs. But other than that, no, I'm, I'm very fortunate to have the property I do to hunt and to know the locals around here that let, you know, the small guy go in there and have at it whenever he wants. And it's been a blessing. It really has. Ohio has really hit the mark as a destination point for a lot of out-of-staters in the last few years. Has it yep. has it crowded the locals out? And what's the, you know, here in Georgia, we don't see a lot of out-of-staters. It's not a destination state. Unfortunately, for us, it's not. But with Ohio being a destination state now for a lot of out-of-state hunting, especially deer, have you seen an influx of problems with that? Um, not too much up here in, there's not any public land and okay. that's, so we don't have guys coming through and whatnot, anything around here, any big parcel of property that either is already hunted or is leased. Those are the out-of-staters. Those are the guys, um, my neighbors, it's a six, 700 acre block that got leased out by some New York guys. We got one up the road. That's PA guys. They, they lease a big property out here and the majority of it is out of staters that do lease around here. But as far as traffic goes with them, I don't ever see too much. I never run into anybody. And, uh, Hey, if I do all power to you, you know? Yeah. But, yeah. Well, yeah. And I think that's a big conversation that we have with a lot of people in other States anymore is what is the influx of hunters coming to your state doing to your hunting and are you seeing problems with which I'm glad to hear that you're not having problems with it because honestly, I mean, if you go to a lot of these states in the Midwest and you get to know someone that's a big hunter there, they have more problems with locals than they do the out of state guys. I mean, that's a yeah. big you commonly hear that. I will agree on that that it's the the local guys that know when your truck truck's parked off the back row when you're hunting the property and once they start figuring out who's in there and why they're in there, it starts to get some people can be a headache. And I've ran into that more than ever running into out of staters is the locals around here kind of get a stick up their butt sometimes. I guess. Yeah. If you're yeah. close to, you know, you know, you well, know how it goes. Is that a lot of farmland around where you hunt? It is. It is. Yeah. A lot of it is. But yeah. they're big. What's what's difficult up here is it's a lot of big parcels of property. So like every parcel isn't there's not many roads cutting through them and stuff. So you have fields, 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 but you also have 800 acres of open timber slashings, cut downs and stuff. And sometimes it does make it difficult to figure out the deer because there's no funnels too many. You know, that you'll find them here and there, but it does get difficult when you're trying to work with a big piece of land and, you know, other guys are hunting around it and whatnot. Ask your deer hunting question. Two years ago, <laughs> you were fortunate enough to take the biggest buck of your life, correct? Yes, sir. Um, 168 inches. Yeah, 167 and some change. 
but yeah, we'll, we'll, we call it. We're, I, we're gonna I, round I, up. I appreciate. I appreciate that. But uh, a hundred, you know, one hundred sixty-seven, one hundred sixty, one hundred fifty, whatever he was, a great deer. We've seen pictures of him. Probably gonna be if I can twist Nick's arm into it. Probably be the cover photo of this. We might we might let a turkey go in there. It be in turkey season, but split screen. Yeah, yeah split screen. Put yep, two on yep. there. But with it. When you killed that deer, and you you are only twenty four years old, but you've been hunting your entire life, take us through that. You know what was it like to to harvest that animal? Um, it it was honestly crazy because the whole story unfolds in the summer leading up to that year. Um, my buddy had been getting pictures and setting up on the edge of this field where in this uh, green bean field where this bucket bed coming out, and he has hours and hours of film of this, this, the buck I shot and trail camera pictures and everything. And he ended up shooting a nice buck November 11th or 12th. And I had, we were driving to go take pictures. I, I took off the day to hunt and was driving to take pictures. And we happened to see that deer out in a field that I had permission to hunt. So we hit the brakes. I ran, grabbed my bow and I don't ever hunt on the ground too much, but this deer was standing out in a field 1130 in the afternoon locked down with the doe. So I was like, oh, I'm going to try to stock this deer. And that was the first time that that deer had been a step foot in a property or in my, my old man's property. That was the first time he crossed the road and he was in a block that I had permission to hunt. And I got in there. Yeah, I even rattled on the ground. I kid you not rattled did a sequence, everything. I sat there for about 25, 30 minutes. And I was like, what am I doing? Like, why am I not in a tree? Why am I not? I'm just out here trying to kill this deer and set my bow down, picked up my bag and I had a power rate in it. Went, took a sip. And as I looked up, I seen him stand on the other side of the field at 40 yards, dead staring at me. And he took off and ran into my block of woods. And from that day, from November 13th, to December 26th when I shot him he never left my block after that he was he was the most consistent deer I had ever had on camera after that time prior to it never got a picture of him and coming into killing him a few days before I got I just started running those tactic cams I actually borrowed one off of Tyler and because I didn't have him at the time I was like nope I'm gonna stick to the old ways and once he I knew that deer was in my block I had to try to figure out some type of pattern to him and whatnot. So Tyler lets me borrow the camera and it's going, we're a week away from when I shot him and I wasn't hunting it. There was just a bad wind. And every time this deer would come in, it would be on a wind that if I was in my stand, he'd bust me. So I just never did. I just sat back and Tyler, you know, you have those the cell cameras, it, it can link up to both of our phones. So he's getting all my pictures and I'm getting them at the same time. So like when it pops up, he's looking to see and it was like three or four days in a week's period that deer showed up in daylight and i would be hunting somewhere else hunting another deer and he's like dude what are you doing and and i i'll to this day i'll give him credit because he's the one that pushed the day i killed him he's the one that pushed me out there to try to test that deer's nose he's like dude if you don't kill him now we're running out of time you know that deer could drop his rack. He could leave, go back to the property he homed on. And so December 26th, I was like, whatever, I'm going to go hang a stand on the backside of where this deer is going to come out. And kid you not, he was the second deer that walked out that night at 445 and 32 yards smoked him, but was one of the craziest things. And I thought I had got shot him. All right. I called Tyler on the phone and I was like, Hey man, I shot that buck. I don't think I made a good shot on him. And he's like, all right, let's go back. It was like, I think it was negative five degrees that night oh, or something. Like that. Something crazy, <laughs> crazy. And I was froze and I had to get out there early because I had to hang a stand. So I was out there from 1.30 till 4.45 when I shot him. And I gave Tyler a call. I was like, yo, we're going to wait till like midnight, one o'clock. And we'll go look for blood. Didn't even go grab my arrow or nothing. And I come back up to the house and I sat there for an hour, two hours. And I was like, I got to go. I was like, I got to go. I was like, I want to go out there as quietly as possible, you know, take it one flashlight and just me walk his trail, find blood and got to where I shot him at, seen some specks of blood, very little blood. And that's when my heart dropped. 
And I was like, you know what? There's about a foot of snow on the ground. I'll just follow his tracks and see if he goes into this slashing. And I start following him. I get about 40 yards into the track job and I see like a brown, brown blob about 15, 20 yards from me. I pulled up the flashlight and I was like, no way. And I was him laying there dead, dead as a doornail, been dead from the time I shot him. And I stopped, sat where he was, looked back and my tree stand was only 60 yards and I never seen him fall. Oh, wow. So the whole time for four hours, I was just, my wheels were turning. I was like, what is going on? What is going on? And then I took it upon myself to go out there by myself and without Tyler, I felt bad because Tyler's been on every deer I've ever killed. But um, yeah, that's how it unfolded. Really. It was just. Now just did a, your, your buddy that, that had him on camera and stuff, was he upset that you were, that you killed him? I wouldn't say upset. Well, I mean, upset. of course he's going to be jealous about it. I mean, I would be. Yeah, I mean, any yeah, it was more, like, he was pumped. He was, he was one of the first people I called after. And I was like, Hey man, I got that buck. And we never had a name for him. I don't know if you guys ever named deer or whatnot, but we, if we know a deer is pretty consistent, we'll throw a name on him. So we're not saying like the big 10 or something because right. there's a few tens and whatnot. So we just name him and we never had a name for him. So we just called him the 14 because he was just a 14 point. And I called him up and he would happen to be at work, but he was the first one that next morning to be at my house to check him out after I got him back up. Now, did, was, you didn't get that on film I did not. I did not. It'd be not. hard to film and, a negative five degrees. Yeah. <laughs> oh, it is. It is. And those batteries don't last long. I mean, you guys know how it goes. And batteries don't last long when it's that cold. Even when it's 20, 30 degrees, and batteries, will, they'll die like that. But I had. One. I don't know. I wish I, wish I would have met Derek first. Yeah. Before that. Have, yeah, yeah. Because I promise you I would have had that camera out there if I would have. If I would have met Derek, had you had you guys started filming, or had you started filming before before then, doing any type of filming? We did, we did. Me and Tyler started a little YouTube thing years ago, four or five years ago. And what was the name um, of it? It was Deadly Obsession. Okay, I remember seeing that when you guys first came on board. I started seeing some yeah, pictures yeah, mix yeah. around, and then it's like, uh oh, here Deadly they are. Obsession. Um, there was yeah. one more question I had around that deer. Um, so would you, did you guys, once you took took the deer out, did you get some good photos of it? Oh, yeah, we did. Yeah. did was y'all running like DSLRs then? Yep, yep, yep. And had you had any type of background in doing any filming or anything, or did you just guys want to do it because it was the thing to do then? I, we just wanted to do it to do it. Yeah. And there was no no rhyme or reason, just, hey, man, we're, we're killing things, so let's, let's try to film it, you know. Yeah. And, yeah, never really took it serious until – this past year but you, i mean you guys seen what happened in the rut to me but that that was killer but yeah no it was uh something we just started taking serious in the last year for sure had you talked to the guy that had it on camera and told him he was in your block of timber before you shot it that was what i was gonna ask he was yeah so my buddy who had it on camera he had shot a nice 10 the day before i went in there and stocked him right and when we were driving up to take the pictures with my buddy's buck in the back of the truck oh. is when I looked over, over my shoulder and seen him standing out in that field. And that's when I focused everything I had to killing that deer. Once I knew he was a homebody deer at that point. But I think yeah. that's a, it's pretty neat story to get to, you know, at least you had the backstory there. It wasn't a surprise thing that came into, you know, came into play. At least you had some backstory right. and a little bit of history right. with it. We don't, we don't get that opportunity much here. I mean, mm -hmm. most of the time when we kill a buck around here, it's, oh shoot, there's one showed up. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, he killed him a good 14 inch eight pointer. Didn't he? <laughs> yeah. They don't, they don't walk across too many hills down here without getting a rifle slung at them. And y'all, yeah, yeah. and they've got a rifle season in Ohio as well, or, or shotgun. Um, yep. Straight wall legal there now, right? Yep. Yep. And you've got a yep. 350 or a 450 AR? 450, 450. Yeah. Me and Tyler run the 450s usually. Um, Boy, it puts a it puts a wallop on them, don't it? <laughs> it does. It does, and it's fun. I, I, I mean, I, I like to bow hunt. Don't get me wrong, but when you get a week period, like we have, we have buddies that have like gun season it's it's a party the whole yeah week. oh yeah you know, you pull up to camp everyone's wearing orange everyone's just ready to have a good time and that's what 
that's what I take away from the gun season. And I don't care if anybody's shooting with the gun or a bow. It doesn't matter to me. If, if you're out there, who cares? That's know? the way we are. And and I, I use uh, used a 450. I had a 20 gauge single shot. Mm-hmm. It failed on me in really cold weather. It wound up being a, a weak sear spring. So I bought a 450 the next year, used it. And then they came out with the 350 Legend. And, buddy, yep. let me tell you something. That 350 is a... I mean, I shot five this year with it, and it is a hammer on them. I mean, I, it's and it's a better long range gun, of course, yeah, than the four fifty yeah. ballistically. But if you if you get to looking at them, look at that three fifty legend because it is a, an absolute hammer on the deer. Yeah, I might have to. Hey, Colton, when you when you were coming to school down here in uh, Tennessee, did you hunt any down here? I did not actually. I I had bought, brought my bow down and whatnot, but. I kid you not, we did not have no time to do nothing. We were, if we weren't in, on the baseball field or playing a game, we were in school. And the reason I, asked, I wish I would have. The reason I asked that is, is because I don't think we've ever had anybody that we've talked to from the Midwest or Ohio or anything like that that's actually came down and hunted the South to see what their thoughts of it was. Nobody we've ever talked to. No. I mean, why would you? Yeah, I mean, well, I mean, opportunity strikes. Hey, you're going to go to another state to try it. Mm-hmm. I mean, you saw the hunting public guys. They came down and tried it. And it's a it's a different set of challenges. I mean, it really is. The, the hunting that you guys do where you're seeing them out in an open field, if we see a deer in an open field, it's a pasture, you know, something yeah. pretty local here. It's not – the opportunity to ride around in glass fields here is, I mean, you just don't have it. I mean, you'll see them summertime, sometimes bachelored up in kudzu patches or, you know, near a hay field or something, but it's pretty rare that we have that opportunity here. And we've spent enough time in the Midwest now to get an idea about the differences in hunting between the two. And mm-hmm. I tell people all the time, you want to you wanna go chase you know, bucks around the mountain. Come on, I'll I'll take you to where you can go, but I ain't going up there not too high. Yeah. And there's some great deer here, don't get me wrong, but they are few and far between. A hundred and thirty inch eight pointer here is a is a giant. I mean, that's a big trophy. Yeah. Colton, when you run us through how when you first got that first call, I don't know if you got the call or if Derek got the call. I mean, Tyler got the call from Derek. What was that feeling like and, and who got the call first, I guess? Um I got the call first. It was okay. actually a DM. He okay. slid in the DMs on Instagram. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> he was checking. He was checking you out. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You see how Diesel does? He's stalking. Do a little stalking. Yep. <laughs> no, no. I'm, I'm, I'm. Was it like a "What's up, bud?" or "How you doing, man?" or "Nice deer?" Yeah, it was. I think I don't know because me and him were just talking about this the other day, and we really don't know how it all fell into place. We were looking back at our messages and whatnot, but uh. After I shot that buck two years ago, is it was right around that time leading into the spring and stuff. And he had commented on the deer and he's like, Hey man, that's a hell of a buck, you know. Congrats, yada yada yada. And then we started talking back and forth no. here and there. And uh then he was like, he was like, Hey, if you ever want to link up and do a little collab type thing, let me know. And I was like, Hey man, we got some property. It was starting to get into shed season, is what it was. And right into the shed season slash we're hitting turkeys hard here in the next week and i was like come up here come up north we'll walk a few properties put some boots on the ground and really get to know each other and at that point there had been no discussion of us being a part of the full draw boys okay hang on one second did you know what full draw was at that time did you know that he was producing all that stuff had you looked into him I did. I did. Once okay. he messaged me, then I became the stalker. Okay. Oh, okay. Like, Cre- and, and then, the other one. <laughs> okay. So let me stop you. I'm going to walk through. Did you start, did you call Tyler at this point and be like, Hey man, this guy's calling me. I'm, I'm a little nervous about bringing him up here and hunting with us. And, uh, or, or see, not, Tyler's, always, Tyler's always down for a good time. Okay. So okay. Like, okay. It don't, it doesn't matter who it is. He, he would never question it. Like we really don't question each other too much, but I said, Hey, this kid wants to come up and, we always make a joke about it because Tyler was at my house the first day I had met Derek when he came up to my parents when I lived there. And Derek always says, he's like, Tyler, it could have been anybody at Colton's house that day and they would have been a part of the team. It didn't, it, you just happened to be there. And cause Tyler and Derek really didn't know each other. Okay. But since that day, all three of us hit it off pretty good. We spent the whole day together. We walked multiple properties, um, roosted birds and whatnot, all in, 
all in a day's period, an eight hour period. And once Derek left, um, me and Tyler were sitting in my living room and I was like, Hey man, like our, our deadly obsession really isn't going where we need it. And, and it wasn't, we wanted to jump on to full draw to take a big step forward. But when it you brought, was, hang on, hang on. When you brought this, sorry, I'm going to stop you. I want to know all the story. No, you're good. When you brought okay. this up to him, had Derek already mentioned something or you guys just, you just brought this up off a of limb. Derek had not mentioned okay, nothing. Okay. I had no clue he was even going to ask us. I thought he was just going to be a buddy, you know, like a guy that we just hunt with and whatnot. And I knew he just moved to Ohio. So I was, I was going to say, Hey dude, come up here and hunt. I don't, I don't care where you go. Just go somewhere. And uh, yeah, there was no discussion from Derek and us. And then me and Tyler talked and I was like, Hey, if he happens to ask us to join, what do you think about it? And Tyler's like, well, what do you think? And I was like, Hey, I'm down. I was like, I like the I like the dude, you know, he was not arrogant, not anything. Like he was asking us just as many questions as we were asking him. And we just hit it off. Great. It was, it was a blessing, a blessing in disguise because there's things that Derek was, was, and is very good at that me and Tyler lacked in the whole, um, like networking and editing and really driving you to want to take your camera out every time. Cause there was no reason I did not have my camera out two years ago when I shot that buck. And that's why I say, I wish I knew Derek at that time, because if I didn't have it out, Derek's the one on the phone. Hey man, um, any reason you don't have your camera out or you just being lazy, you know, like he, he really Oh yeah, it. there we go. Get him. They saw he lays a, lays a smack down on him. So when you got that phone oh, call, what's up? When you got that phone call, Tell us about that. When I got the phone call at that time, I was not expecting it, but I was kind of hoping, yeah. you know, that was going to be the topic of discussion. And I, I, I think it was the first thing I said was, yep, we're on board. Both of us. <laughs> as soon as he asked the question, there was no, how long had there really he, wasn't any thought in it. How long there had he just, been gone from your house before he called you? I, knowing him now, I bet he wanted to call within five minutes of pulling out the driveway. Well, let but, me. Do you think he called Kyle first to run everything? Oh, he did. Yeah, he yeah, did. Yeah. He called. He called Kyle, and how he says the story is, he called Kyle and he's like, "Hey, man, these are these are some good dudes that I just met, and uh, and Kyle trusted his judgment, and he's like, yeah, if you want to bring them on board, bring them on.' And it was it was definitely within a week before he called us. We had stayed in touch in between that week, but uh. Yeah, it was definitely a week or so, and he he made the call. We got called up to the big leagues. We got drafted. <laughs> me, and, me and old Tyler got drafted, and we were ready to take the call. So, yeah. Well, let me talk to my agent. <laughs> yeah, I'll have to talk to my agent and yeah. see what he says. Well, I think it was a good play for for those two guys because you guys had a fantastic deer season this year, and mm -hmm. um, you know I know their their time's coming, just like mine, hopefully, <laughs> but. Anyways, <laughs> we was close. We was close to getting it done. <laughs> well, and that, and I think it's 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 funny for me to hear the story about how you guys joined up together and how you were doing your thing, and you said it really wasn't going where you wanted it to go because we've just recently, um, I don't want to say acquired, but brought on a, a, a couple of team members that had another thing going with them, and yep. we really saw them as valuable partners they could be just like i'm sure what derek saw in you guys because yeah. there's a there's a different type of person it takes a driven individual to do a podcast to do and people are all the time like i'm going to start a podcast and i'm like well that, you know great i mean more power to you and they're like well how how do you do you know how do you do it and well we do two three episodes a week and we've done that for the last year and a half you know and it may just be nick and i sitting down here but it's never been about wanting to be somebody or be a popular figure or anything else for us. It was always about let's do something different. And and I think that's the good thing about what you guys have done. You put out quality content. The the stuff that's that's edited is great. The carbon TV deal. I mean you've got so much going in the right direction. And like you said, it was a blessing in disguise. And I think that's mm -hmm. the, the key thing that the opportunities present themselves at the right time and I don't know that you guys would have been a right fit for them had y'all not struggled a little bit, you know, trying to get it off the ground and right, running right. yourself. 
And I think for us, no, that's the key thing we can add. You could add people to your team that have struggled a little bit or that are wanting to work towards the same goal. And I, I think it's cool. I mean, when they told us, because Derek had told us early on, you know, about it, hey, this is what we got going on. And we were excited, you know, and, and of course, y'all fell right into the mix. So, all right, I'll shut up, Nick. You can get turkey hunting on. I know that's what you want to talk about anyway. It's, it's turkey season. Why wouldn't we? <laughs> it is turkey season. And, you know, that's I got to stop right there. Wait, let, no, me tell you what, let me tell you what he done to me. <laughs> so we got a notes list that we put our, uh, our guests on and, and we're all okay. share. We share this note. And if we've got anything we want to talk about or whatever ideas. So Nick numbers it, you know, our episodes and the dates and it gets to, uh, what March the first or something, something like, like this. And it says, Turkey season starts and it's here for the next four months, <laughs> and that's all. And that was what there was no guests below that whatsoever. Yep. So, so I let it go we for a few days. Yeah, we can't get away from deer hunting. We oh. can't get away from coyote hunting. <laughs> no, no I talked about it for a few, or I thought about it for a few days. I was waiting on him to say something to me. And finally, I was like, I saw you little smart ass note you put on there <laughs> for me. <laughs> so, but I mean, that's that. You know, that's the fun of it. Makes it where it's. Uh, I don't know. This is deer hunting or turkey hunting, Colton? Turkey. Atta boy. Well, that seems to be common, even with the deer hunters. Who was it we had on the other night that picked uh, picked deer hunting? Probably nobody. Um, Duh. <laughs> Colton, what do you have? Um, where did you get your start, basically, turkey hunting? It's kind of the same thing with your dad. Oh, yeah. there's I've, I think what it was mostly is when I was growing up, my dad always had big mounts and turkey beards hanging from the rear view mirror and whatnot. And as a young five, six year old kid, like that's who I wanted to be. I wanted to be my old man. And so as soon as I was old enough to shoot, um, my 410 is what it was a little single shot 410. Um, and we were fortunate enough to have a spot where turkeys like the roost right off a creek behind my house. And it's, it's a perfect spot. I've taken a couple youths out there. It's just an easy spot. You know what the birds are going to do. And he would always take me out there growing up five, six, seven, eight years old and be sitting in the blind with him. And then eventually I got to an age where I was like, hey, let's do let's get out of the blind. You know, let's let's try to go down the road and get those birds that are in that field or try to do something else. And then and then I got a little older, probably 13, 14. And then I started to think that I knew more than he did. So we'd be sitting there, no, we're going this way, and no, we're going this way. Eventually, he was like, you know what, you do your thing, and I'll do mine. And I screwed up more hunts than I ever knew, but I think that's why I learned so much growing up is I watched him until I got old enough to where I thought I could do it on my own and then screwed up enough on my own to where now it's I've seen it all. And not all of it. I'm only 24, but you know what I mean. Have you completed your slam yet? I have not. Yeah, I, I think it's I think Derek had mentioned you guys are going to try to do that this year, but something kind of fell through on the Florida trip, correct? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We were gonna we were gonna head out to Florida, and so I talked to a guy. I went out to Florida last year and hunted the Everglades, um, and didn't have any luck. Heard a bird or two gobble out there, but then uh, I met a guy when I was down there. He was about my age, and he runs an outfitting business, but they do this thing where it's like a trespass fee to where you pay so-and-so amount of money and you have three days to go in on your own. And cause I told the kid, I was like, I don't, I don't want, I'm not paying an outfitter to call on a bird and this and that. I don't, it's just not me. And he was like, okay, well, if you pay this trespassing fee, yada, 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 then you will be able to go in by yourself or with your cameraman and, He's like, I'm not going to tell you where the birds are. You just got to figure it out. And I was like, that's exactly what I want. Well, me and him, he ended up having to go somewhere else or up north Florida this year and run a different outfitter. So I never ended up going back down there, but eventually I will. I got to. What I mean, you kind of have to. Yeah. But. What state so far do you have underneath your belt? Um, Ohio and PA. Okay. Ohio and PA. This is. Last year was actually the first time I had traveled out beside, I mean, PA is only 30 minutes. So like, it's very, I consider that home, you know, right across the border. Right. And so it was easy for me to go there. Well, now knowing that I want to get out more, 
last year we ended up going to, yeah, Florida, North Carolina. I went to North Carolina and then back up here for PA's opener and then Ohio's opener. It's all within a few weeks apart. So, but what's your trying go- to get a lot more in the books. What's your go-to call? I probably just have to say an old fashioned Yelp. I meant like, I'm sorry. Like, uh, like your favorite tool is the mouth call box call. Um, I'd say mouth call. Yeah. Mouth call. Cause it's, yeah, you can use it more, I guess. And more we laughing at Alex. Oh, that, cause I understood the question, but I knew Yeah. <laughs> what's your, what's your favorite call? Yeah. I, I like an owl hoot myself. Yeah. Oh, Eddie Sauter <laughs> owl hoot. <laughs> you know, that's what I like to go for. Do you ever do, yeah. do you ever play the trumpet? Nope. I tell you what, that's a saxophone. Was... I played a saxophone. <laughs> <laughs> Wrong trumpet. <laughs> no, like a a, a turkey call trumpet. trumpet. Oh no! You ever <laughs> no, seen like one? Uh uh-uh. uh. I don't think so. They make it so they. You ever heard of wingbone? Oh okay yeah yeah yeah. Well, they make so there's a gentleman that's um, Nick's going to get it right now so he can show it to you. But there's a guy that's uh local here to georgia that that makes um these trumpet calls and there's several makers out there that make them but they're they're pretty neat and it's became a what's well, a deadly it's a deadly tool if you can master it it is something that's pretty neat um who who made that one nick kevin dorsey, kevin dorsey. mr kevin dorsey it's a it's a turkey call that i wish i could if i wanted to play i'd learn how to play that Play a little bit on there. Can I play a little bit? Yeah, play uh, a little bit. I'm a little. I'm a, you a little rusty. I'm it's a little okay. Rusty. Dang, it's loud. It's clear. Yeah. What is that? Snake wood? I don't know what that is. That's a turkey killer, boy. Did he make that bag as well? Yeah, he makes a bag. Goes now, on. would you would you be running that more for like locating a bird? Um. Yes. But yes, and if there's one a long ways. So the first one I I took last year, he was a he was a long ways. He was a couple of ridges over, and uh, it was actually really the first time I used this in the woods, man. And he, it took him just a little while to get over there, just with the terrain. Yeah, but he came right to it. You called one in with that last year. Yeah, the first bird I killed. Did you take a picture with that call. I had it around my neck. We gotta get better at that, don't we? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I was by myself. Nobody go. But no, I, I I picked that up last year, you know. And, there, and there's several good ones out there. There's a lot. Of, there's a lot of local people around us here that do those. I don't. I don't know many call makers up in Ohio. So, but I'm sure you could find one local, and you know they're pricey. I mean, you're looking at a hundred bucks for a good trumpet call. Um, but they're well worth it just to have something else in your bag. Sweet. I mean, I'm not a box call carrier. I don't know if you carry a box call. I usually carry a couple I different. Don't usually too much. Yeah, I usually carry a couple different pot calls, and I carry a Bass Pro Shop full of mouth calls. <laughs> but yeah. I think that's the coolest call there is, though. Next to wing bone, I like an old wing bone. That's my favorite. Mm-hmm. But just because that's all Marvin used to play, that's I all I know. I bought me a tube call. Now you talking about hard to learn? I thought this thing was hard. That tube call is very hard, but I'll get it down for long. I'm sure you will. So, where are you going this year, Colton? Um, as of right now, we are. I just talked to Derek yesterday, and he's on board to go down to Virginia first, hit okay. that, and then he. So, once we come back up here, he's flying to Maine. We met a guy at Deer Acid Classic that he was adamant about us getting up there and hunting turkeys in Maine. So, Derek's heading that way. Then I'm coming back from Virginia, coming up here, grabbing my stuff, and going back to West Virginia okay. to hunt. Then making our track back up north, hitting PA. And then – because PA used to be the weekend before ours opened. So PA would open, and then ours would. Well, now it's on the same day. So we used to jump from – we go to PA in the mornings, and then you couldn't hunt Sunday, and then ours would be Monday morning. Well, now it lines up as the same. So we can't hit them – hit two different states in the same weekend anymore like we used to but i'll probably head over to pa for our opener and then come back to ohio second day of season or third day of season whatever whatever happens but is that virginia west virginia is that public ground yep yep all public do you have like help going down there or are you just kind of going on a on a limb virginia no i've never never hunted there i only drove through it 
West Virginia, we got a buddy that has hunted down there a few times and he was actually down there last year, but he took his girlfriend and whatnot. So he didn't end up hunting too much, Yeah, <laughs> but he pinned a few spots where there was a lot of birds on some public land. So we're going to head out there and he's coming down with us and we're going to see what, what's going on down there. What is it? Drop the pin down there. He said, yep. <laughs> well, like I told you, if you got, if you guys, if you guys get out West out there and, um, to South Dakota, let me know. I'll try to help you guys out out there much as no, possible. I appreciate that. Yeah. Much as possible. And, um, what is it that drives you to be more of a turkey hunter than a deer hunter? What's the, what's the driving factor behind that? Um, that's a hard question. Cause I, I'll sit there by myself and try to answer it in my own head, but I don't know what it is. I don't know if it's you're calling back and forth to an animal or what it is. It's, it's, I don't know there. I've never had the same turkey hunt happen twice. You know what I'm saying? There's always something different and always the same, same, but different is what me and Derek and Tyler like to say. Same, same, but different. There's just something about here in turkeys and calling them in and they can be some of the most frustrating animals, but can also be really dumb. And I don't know. I think that's what it is. It's, it's just chase more than, sitting and waiting for deer now don't get me wrong i love deer hunting absolutely love it but if i ever had to pick one to do for the rest of my life it would definitely be turkeys i mean i like that answer the 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 calling it aspect of it is what well i mean that's why i like the coyote hunt i mean that's just the driver behind it so it's a lot of the same i just go back to that and you know but i've said this before and i thought about this the other day I've said numerous times I didn't grow up turkey hunting. That's why I'm not passionate about it. Well, hell, I didn't grow up coyote hunting with a thermal scope either. But man, I absolutely love it. I mean, that's just, and I guess you find your, you know, your passion in whatever you chase. But it's definitely an interesting concept to hear. It's it's funny to me to hear people from that region, and he's close enough to PA that we could consider him part of that. But. It, that oh, area yeah. is so relatable to us. I mean, yeah. you know, and everything that we do, it's just a, you could be worlds apart as people and just, what is it? What are you laughing about? <laughs> you now? hunt with a flintlock? Yeah, you ever <laughs> hunting with a flintlock? <laughs> no. We've asked everybody else. Yeah. Well, anybody from PA, that's the first thing Nick wants to ask him. You ever hunting with a flintlock? <laughs> no, it's me that likes to ask. Our buddy, uh, we'll shout him out again. I said he was, uh, uh, old RP, uh, Scritchfield from Scritchfield Knives is chasing a slam right now with a flintlock rifle. He's going to be, be one of the first. Really? People. Yeah, yeah. Dang. He's down in, where's he at, Florida? No, Mississippi. Mississippi, What is, what, wait, I meant to ask you this earlier, and I'm going to ask you on there. What kind of birds in Mississippi? Easterns? Yeah. Okay. Yep. Or, um, (laughs) you ever watch it? You don't don't ever watch Dave, do you, on the Pen Hoodie Project? No. He's got that hunter. Well, I don't even know how to say his last name, but. He he's he's from Louisiana, so he talks a lot like Dustin. Oh guy. yeah, yeah, yeah. between yeah. the times, boy. Shout out to our boys down there in Louisiana. <laughs> he shot one with Dave one time. He's like, "Look at this Mississippi Osceola or something." Mississippi Osceola. <laughs> but um, we need to hook up, man. I need to trade a Georgia, yeah. a Georgia bird for an Ohio bird. Oh, amen. I got a question. Hey, you I, I come got, up here and hear on too. I got a question to ask you. I heard oh, this. Yeah, you didn't hear him say that part. You go on a turkey hunting. You want oh, deer. You lay off some oh, deer hunting. No. <laughs> hey, you can take him deer hunting all you want. I, I heard this. Uh, I heard this podcast the other day with a guy that was talking about going to Ohio State, and mm-hmm. he was some, play, he was talking about something about being in a band that you get to circle the eye. Is that correct? You know what I'm yeah. talking. You know what I'm talking about. Yeah. What is this? You know what I'm talking about? I ain't never heard this. Circling the eye. That's like the biggest thing to do if you're in a band. Is that right? Yeah. So what I think it is, if I'm, I know a lot of people that go to Ohio state. Um, it's like when you do the, so Ohio state's like is known for their band. Okay. It's supposed to be some crazy thing, which it is. It's a giant band, I guess. But I think the guy who gets to dot the eye on the Ohio when they spell out Ohio on the field, there's only one guy that gets to dot the top of the I after they spell it out. And that's like 
the big thing. I'm almost positive. Well, this is not a college football <laughs> podcast. What you didn't. You no, didn't. I didn't know what it was. But they were talking like it's like huge to be able to do that for Ohio State. Mm-hmm. So I figured I just figured you're an Ohio State fan since you're from there. I don't actually really watch too many sports. I played them. I never liked liked watching them too much. He um, might still be sour about that Braves World Series win against the Indians, though. He wasn't even born then. He's 24. He's uh, only 24. He true. wasn't that's even true. born then. That's that true. was 93. Yeah. What yeah. year were you born? 97, 98? Yeah, 97. Oh, yeah. yeah he ain't got Never time mind. to be sore yeah, he, about yeah, that. He's, he's not mad at us. <laughs> We're getting old. We're getting <laughs> old, son. <laughs> I, was, I knew that's what you was about to say. I was like, he's got to be an Indians fan if he's from Cleveland. so Or from I, Ohio, not Cleveland. Let me not put that bad black eye on him. Um, how was your first outdoor show? Oh, yeah, that's a good one. It was great. It was great. And that's where, like, when I go back to saying, like, you need – the diversity in the group um kyle and tyler were the most part they they can talk paint off of the wall i kid you not and they really like brought the booth almost together i didn't really i'm kind of quiet when i don't know what's going on at first and approaching people isn't my big thing so with derek and kyle and tyler they are very approachable people they they'll walk up to anybody and talk and once I kind of got comfortable with it, I thought it was amazing. Like I've never had nor never thought of having someone come up to a booth and actually knowing who we were or, hey, I follow you guys on Instagram. You guys are killing it. And like to hear somebody say that or those little kids that you guys seen in the Instagram reels right. and whatnot of that little kid saying he wanted to be a full draw assassin. Um Derek walked away at that point. He he had a tear coming out of his eye, I'm pretty sure. He was uh that got him going. And it was awesome. It was a great time at the show and when we left, just to be able to hang out with the core group of guys together. Like we don't get to do it often. We never get to see Kyle. And when we all do get together, it's just that you can definitely feel the reason why we are doing all this. It's it's great. That's kind of what Derek said. Derek said, Man, there's more people up here that knew us than than we actually thought that watched our stuff. Yeah. And that's good, man. I'm that's awesome. I'm glad to hear that kind of stuff coming out of there because you guys are you guys are doing some awesome things over there. Colton, mm-hmm. if you had Appreciate one that. if you had a good piece of advice to give somebody about a new turkey hunter, what would that piece of advice be? Um Wow, that's a good question. Buy you a Kevin say, Dorsey trumpet. <laughs> I would say uh, the biggest advice I think would probably be always be patient um, yeah. at, in, in anything, whether the bird's hammering, whether he's not, whether you don't know what he's doing, where he's at. I'd say always pick being patient over jumping the gun um, just solely on the fact I've screwed up enough by being young and dumb. And if I would have waited five more minutes or another half hour, that bird was going to do something I needed him to do. And so, yeah, patience for sure when it comes to turkey hunting. I've said that a lot about being patient. And we asked Cody last week on the last episode we had, or a couple weeks ago, whenever it was, about being patient. And I think that's very key. But like you said, though, sometimes, you know, you're like, man, if I gave it five more minutes, but if you, how many, how many more five more minutes can you continue to give? So we're always going to make those mistakes. And I think we're always going to reflect on them. We just have to learn those situations, you know, whether it be, that you're leaving because you're tired or bored or yep. whatever. Like you got to you got to find those situations because you know it ain't gonna be the last time you're gonna look for five more minutes in anything you do in life, right, probably. Right. <laughs> yeah, so you'll always be looking for that. I mean, I had that I had that happen to us last last year. Me and my dad. I mean, again, five more minutes we'd have killed we'd have killed a bird and we'd been hunting all day and we got hungry. So you reckon how many times in the rest of our life we'll wish for five more minutes? A lot. Doesn't matter All just right. about hunting. I mean, it could be yeah, anything. anything. Everything. Anything. Everything. There's a song about it, ain't there? Yeah, Scotty McCreary sings it. Five more minutes. That's right. That's right. Watson was here. He could sing <laughs> it for us. <laughs> <laughs> um, and and lastly, from me, man, I just want to thank you for coming on. Thanks for you know doing this. We'll circle back up and do plenty more of these, man. I know we're gonna have a we're gonna have a good relationship with you guys along the way. But what are you most thankful for? Um out of what's going on with full draw or just everything life life what do you what's the one thing you're most thankful for out of everything uh 
the people that God has brought into my life for sure. Um, whether it's Derek, whether it's my parents or Tyler or Kyle, um, some way or another, he brought them into my life. And I'm very thankful to have everyone that is in it to be in it. And even you guys right now, this yeah. is all <laughs> part of the whole thing, the whole scheme of life right here. And this is, it's just great. Just where it's gotten me and the people I'm meeting through it all. It's awesome. I think that's the key thing that we constantly remember. And we, we try to say that, you know, we're, well, like Doyle Lane says, good people find good people. And, and yep. it's uh it's an opportunity for us to all get together and, and be part of it. So There's plenty of room out there for all of us. You guys, yep. us, another podcast, another outdoor show, because we need to take over and we need to continue to show these people. A lot of these guys that we look up to are getting old up in an age and they're not able to do it. They're spending more time at home. Yep. They're spending more time with their families and, that's just something that we got to reflect on, and we've got to be stewards out there and teach these folks. So you guys are doing a good job over there, man. Keep it up, and I hope you have I a good turkey. I hope you have a good turkey season. Yep, you too, for sure. Well, Colton, like Nick said, we can't thank you enough for coming on tonight and, and being with us. And you know that brings us down to the final spit of the night. And from just being a, a college baseball player traveling down to Tennessee to now flying down to Georgia from the great state of Ohio to jump on a podcast with two old boys in the basement. The Full Draw Assassins continue to be somebody that everyone in the outdoor industry can exemplify and try to be a part of. As they strive to be better than they were yesterday, it's a funny team they've put together. They're a goofy-looking bunch, but they're our goofy-looking bunch. You got Derek, you got Kyle, you got Colton, you got Tyler, and there's some hammers on anything that they chase, and I cannot wait to see what the future holds for that entire team. So for everyone here at Talk About It Outdoors, we want to thank you for coming and being with us tonight. We want to wish you a very merry turkey season, and we hope that you're uh, hammering on the – giving them some jelly heads or whatever it is you call it, uh, giving them the old flip-floppity flap or whatever you want to say. And uh, – but we hope more than anything you made it back home to your family safe and sound and uh, come back and be with us again when you can. And remember, smile as you go, but don't forget, mount the memories. <laughs>